0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Tyler. Over there is John. Hi, John. Hi, Tyler. All right, guys. So today we want to get into something. John and I have been working with social media for quite a few different brands and quite a few different spaces, right? Primarily in the fitness space, but as well as with John's, uh, well, how would I describe your other business, your digital, what, what, what is it in nature?
1: <laughs> the way we've always described it was we're the virtual assistant thing. So you yeah. don't have people that are there. So it's all the virtual side of things of whether it was from answering emails, yeah. to, oh, man, to you, all the way to social media.
0: So social like, media, you you, you yeah. manage those things remotely, which means you kind of had your yes. hands in lots of Remote. things beyond just the fitness space. Yeah, And so we, we talked last week a lot about social media posting and copywriting and getting or Was last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and getting your messaging aligned uh, with who you are, who you're speaking to, try to avoid some of the major pitfalls and big turnoffs and things like that. And so that's, that's the process of constantly refining what you do, how you speak. As uh, so I was talking to one of our clients the other day who had took some, used some of the strategies we had talked about and they they asked, well, hey man, we got this, you know, we didn't get this result here. We got this. And I said, well, did you, did we go back? And one of the things I wanted to make sure that we always are doing with anything we're doing in our business or social media is go back again a week later, two weeks later, and look at it and go, what would I have done differently? What could I have done differently? If this didn't work at all, is it just that maybe I don't have much traffic at all? Or maybe I'd need to improve thing A, improve thing B, but always look at something for room to improve. Otherwise we are just doing things without course correcting. But we of course talked about that in context of social media for social media's sake. And one of the things we've been finding lately is there's something else out there that can help you in your business, especially with on the fitness side of things that may be more valuable than social media, or at the very least, if you're not social media savvy and you're not a person who can put a ton of time or money into content creation, maybe there's something else out there for you that can get you a bigger return. What is that, John?
1: Well, if you go to any new city or you're prepping, you guys might be prepping to move soon. Mm-hmm. What is, what are probably some of the first things that you're doing as you're trying to figure out where you want to live, places you want to eat, anything about the city? What are you going I to I go,
0: the first thing I'm going to do is go Google. That's it. And, and by the way, let's, let's stay in the context of gyms and, and like the services, right? Primarily. Yeah. I will go to a town. I will look up gyms in this town. Gyms near me. Yeah. yeah, Or gym near here. me. What a great, what, by the way, what a great gym. Change your gym name to gyms near me. Was that a thing someone's already done? I think we've talked about that before. You. you there, was <laughs> there was a dentist. There was a dentist. There was a dentist. Yeah, dentist near me. Yeah. Now, SEO for lots of brands. If you're a digital and online brand, SEO is important, but probably not nearly as important as harvesting your social media. Uh, your influence, your audience for social media is very important if you're an online brand. If you're going the influencer route, Google is fucking hardly any good for you, right? Right. However, if you're a brick and mortar location, getting getting prioritized on Google My Business is a very, very productive strategy. And it is, I, I describe this as a it is a legacy strategy because the groundwork that you cover let's talk simply in accumulating reviews. Yeah. If you can accumulate an embarrassingly much uh, an embarrassingly higher number of reviews than all your other competitors, you are already perceived on the first Google search as the most reputable person in that space. It really is locally. So there's a thing we did with uh, one of the heating companies that we worked with here was we had our employees actually incentivize the boss tipped out and every employee cash 20 bucks if we got a client on one of our calls to just leave us a Google review. Yep. Right. That would be it. We leave them a little card that you can do lots of things. You can leave a little card with like a QR code that goes right to the leave your review thing, or you can simply have the card. be, Hey, we really appreciate you," but get them to leave the review for you right there and not just the stars, but let them write something. And that doesn't mean leveraging it for testimonials. You can of course do that for the most ideal ones, but that number, behind the stars matters a lot the quantity and so this strategy we did over the course of whatever i think we we ended up getting two three hundred reviews over the course of a year or two right and in a small town when you look up my furnace is broken right and you see a company now that has 300 reviews and the next most reviewed business has like 30 who are you doing business with or who are you more inclined to call and that is that is a single thing that costs very little money. You can do it by just simply asking. But just on the review side, that alone is uh, puts you head and shoulders above everybody else by simply willing being willing to harvest more reviews than the next guy. That doesn't and, mean you have more clients. And
1: an interesting thing to realize the contrast of what has Facebook done with their reviews. They did the same thing that Netflix has done. They got rid of the stars. Yeah, so for whatever reason, stars obviously hurt one's feelings. And Mm -hmm. there was enough complaints, obviously, by large brands or businesses that just didn't like one star reviews. But if you look at Amazon, and if you look at Google, they've held strong to that star and how many reviews have come in to generate that star rating. So it's really hard to hide. Behind now, Facebook's like, recommend, does not recommend, but you can't give a star rating anymore. And so it really is huge and I just don't hear people talking about it anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, and we talk about this with social media strategies in general. What platforms are you putting your energy into? What platforms are you putting money or time into? Whatever that is, whatever your resource is that you're putting towards promoting your business, what you're doing, you should be always doing something in something that is emerging, right? Or at the very least, showing itself to be more useful. And you said something earlier today, which is what is old is always new. Is that the phrase that yeah. I want yeah, to Right?
1: No, yeah. What's old is always new again.
0: And all of this stuff does come full circle. It really does. And, and it, there was a point where in some businesses, I would say that Google has like worrying about Google is useless really, you know, it's, it's like, it's not our priority. Let's build social media. Let's build engagement. Engagement matters a lot in Google. You're be not getting a ton of engagement because it's not a platform that people are spending a lot of time on, but what they are when they're looking for the thing that you, the category that you are in, what they are right then is far more valuable. They are far, they're, they're ripe for the picking. When someone is Google searching for a gym near your town, that is the hottest fucking action that you're ever going to get more so than somebody scrolling on Instagram and all that other stuff. So that strategy is of, of, again, this is slowly emerging again as a thing that is equally or even more useful, um, for a lot of gyms out there. And do you want to talk about the thing that you had run into maybe not with specifics of who it is, but brands that have transitioned away from the social media stuff?
1: Well, yeah. Cause so we do some work as Tyler's alluded to, with another business. And within that business, we do some social media management where we do not so much the posting, but being able to manage is your data up to date reviews that come in, you want to respond. The reality is, if you take a look at a place that you're interested, that's brick and mortar in a community or a community you're going to go to, if you see some horseshit reviews, but then you see that how the owner has engaged, with those reviews, either positive or negative, but it goes a really long way with a negative review of like the professionalism of how they've handled it, or maybe the lack of professionalism. Maybe you like the fact that if someone's kind of being shitty in a review, the owner comes back and this is like, hold my beer and just gives them with both barrels. But what we have found as we've done a lot of brick and mortar stuff for social media, As we worked with the owners of these different companies that are not gym related, there was so much energy towards Facebook and Instagram paid ads. When Facebook started, when we started having like here in this country, right, like the right versus the left and Facebook is the left. So everybody on the right is bailing. Like I had the owners talking to me about like fringe Social media. Moving, yeah. Move, moving over should,
0: to like alternative, new, totally new platforms with right. unproven anything, which, by the way, in its own, is it's fine to dabble right. if you have the resources, but pivoting to something new is crazy. And replacing, <laughs> right, replacing Instagram,
1: or replacing <clears throat> Facebook yeah. with one of these alternatives, which is kind of like, I don't know, the Wild West of like just yeah. hoping you're going to strike a rich because you figured it out. At the end of the day, if you're a really large company, your social media strategy a lot of times is just going to be putting money into advertising just to generate eyeballs. Until we started seeing random emails getting pumped out by Google. And so the owner had created a couple Google business. So it's, it's Google my business. So that's the phrase that you would Google to go figure this out if you've created this for your brick and mortar location. Well, Google gives you this big, huge, robust profile manager that's all free, that's tied to your business. You can get the blue check mark because you're mm-hmm. verified. You can do a it lot almost of things. It feels like a
0: social media platform, truthfully, right? Because you're in there, you're able to engage with comments oh, and all these that's things. That's what's and, newer. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they've
1: always kind of had it. But what we've realized recently in the last three months. Google has been pushing emails to the owner, letting him know, hey, you've gotten this many views this month. Or, and what he didn't realize, because this owner is a franchise owner, that the franchise as a whole had started putting out social media posts, but through Google Business, through Google My Business. And all of a sudden, the owner started getting all these statistics and all this feedback, and it was brand new. It took three minutes to realize that just as you called out of the importance of when the story came out and then the reels come out for Instagram and everything that's new that a platform really wants to get engagement and buy in on, it's obvious that Google is now making a big push for people to post regularly, post updates and almost start to treat Google like a social media platform but it has a huge leg up. All of you right now are fighting to get eyeballs. The fastest way to get eyeballs is to pay for them. And that's slowly becoming less and less makes sense cost wise. But you're fighting to get likes and followers. Google already has all the likes and followers, baby. So at the end of the day, you just have to appear in a search so gyms near me, CrossFit near me, CrossFit, and then just the name of your city.
0: If personal that's trainers,
1: any of those things—that's a
0: big one too for personal trainers. personal trainers, I believe, try to exist in the influencer space. Yes, the fact is, you really need to market yourself more like a brick and mortar, in my opinion, for for this strategy to work. Because you're you're otherwise you're you're appealing to too many people that are beyond the literally region in which the physical region in which you can actually coach them or get business from them so to operate as a personal trainer now look up personal trainers near you right now how many people are registered as a business on google business not as many as you think and it's a very interesting strategy i think people use you mentioned also that people you can now make posts and run promotions and things like this through here now the real value in that is this is a social media platform essentially but it's, it has such a high level of specificity now, meaning you're not sorting through, a, you're not post- putting yourself out there for a bunch of people who would rather argue about politics or see pictures of food or whatever else or post pictures about their vacation. And you're not trying to like carve out this huge, from this huge space, this very, very specific uh, need and show people that they, that they can actually like be attracted to that thing. Now you just need to make the thing and anyone who's interested in that thing are going to find it. It is, in my opinion, it's the most accessible way for you to get people. Well,
1: because when you're on Facebook and Instagram, you're not there to buy shit.
0: No, you're there to kill time.
1: <laughs> right? Like you're there to you're avoid there, the like, rest
0: of your day or whatever it is you're doing. You're
1: hunting down thirsty assed posts on Instagram, and Facebook, you're just trying to find somebody to argue with. Yeah. So you have these two platforms that are not truly built to spend money. So it feels like a weird spot. And the way marketers have really tried to carve out the money making um, sections of Facebook and Instagram (laughs) really feels gross. Like very seldom does it feel like, I don't know, like, I bought some stuff because I've seen it on Instagram, like one of my favorite shirts I bought. But it wasn't because some jag off was doing some dumbass thing in the shirt. The shirt was just the picture of the shirt. And I'm like, I want that. I like that shirt. And then yeah. I'm going to click that. I'm going to go buy it. But man, we've. So the difference psychologically is when you Google for something or when you're Google Maps, because this is what's super awesome about Google because Google owns uh, everything, them and Apple. And it's because Google owns everything, when everybody, somebody uses Google Maps is directly linked up with whatever you do in your Google My Business account. So, and guess who also like Waze, right, it's a great app Mm -hmm. to identify cops. So like download that shit, but it's owned by Google. So they bought that shit a while ago, I think. And so you now have a lot of these saying that Facebook has its tentacles within social Google really is double downing on pulling that data data analytics, but also brick and mortar. So if you have a brick and mortar, there was tons of arguments back in the day. Remember about all the blog how important yeah. how you wrote blog posts were and yeah. what you used and the phrasing and headlines and subheadlines. It was really Blogs important. Blogs used
0: to be have a level of complexity and like it got, what happens, it just got oversaturated. In my opinion, YouTube is like this as well. People that do a YouTube channel the best now, they all do the same thing. They all come in and they go with a heavy-handed statement, a big eye-catching thing. They get to engagement, fun, entertainment in the first minute with a quick recap and then, Three-second intro beat, and then they get into the thing. It's almost a new intro, and then off you go. The duration can't be too long. You probably need to be in that three to 15-minute portion tops, ideally 10, 25 and longer. You're getting into some weight. It's just not worth doing. But that is what kind of a – if you're going to build a YouTube channel, those are like some of the – you need an appealing thumbnail, get right to the thing, be entertained, pop, 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 and then you drag it out. Blogs started with people just kind of writing a thing and then it ended up being all right, i got to do engagement i got to get them in a hook right away and then i got to kind of draw the thing out and that, that but blogs were a very very big deal until social media 10x 100x 1000x out there and then people just would rather see you post about your food or a video of you doing the thing and it's just easier you can get the you could people could get the same reach if you were creating a blog for another purpose to say sell i don't know crappy tech equipment or whatever, you're better off just using the reach that you get off social media, post a quick picture or video. It just was worth it. That just became worth the effort. And therefore right now, you know, it's dead. What is essentially dead in the world now is the is writing. Literally long form writing content, in my opinion, is just, just like Google business is a thing that will come back. Because now it is so easy because everybody make, made a video. If I wanted to explain to you how to I don't know, set up this podcast piece of equipment. The most useful way probably still honestly for someone to revisit and retain the information and really learn it is probably still in writing. Step by step, you can stop, you can go forward. Nobody's really pausing a video every 15 seconds to execute the steps. So a very long form written tutorial is, in my opinion, extremely effective. And if you look for things right now, you will not hardly find any of those about anything because it's just easier to make a video. YouTube prioritized, Google prioritized YouTube videos because Google owns YouTube. And therefore, everything just became worth making in... Of video now, which means the blog space is dead. Nobody's doing it, and if you want, I'm telling you what this is my this is Tyler's prediction here because vlogs then became like the intermittent thing, and then it ended up becoming needing to be more precise even than vlogs. And so now it's just video explanation shit. So the blog space, in my opinion, is a very uh, it's going to be another new emerging thing. Maybe not blogs as you think, but long form writing. For the internet i think is coming back and that'll be very interesting for you if you if you want to communicate longer form about who you are and what you are that's a, that's a worthy skill to do will it give you any return immediately probably not but i promise right now there is way too many gyms all posting the exact same shit on your social media they're all doing it everybody like look look at other gyms that are in your niche whether you're a crossfit gym or whatever it is you do just look at them and it's okay to imitate things that work but just make very certain when you look around there that like, oh, everybody is doing the same thing, meaning at some point we're going to all start to need to speak a little bit differently if we're going to stand out because everything ends up becoming the same thing. By the way, do you know why Google by business is doing this? Because all these other social media platforms, what are they doing right now? They're all adding the most useful features of all the other social media platforms. Do you under, People don't even understand what YouTube can do right now. Do you know YouTube? You can operate it just like you can facebook if you have a you have a youtube channel sure. you can make you can make posts that are just a picture and text you can just type and make a post you can just do that you can make shorts you can make shorts now that are just like reels you could before youtube was i upload my video and people can comment on it that was it and now it is essentially youtube can operate just like instagram basically just like TikTok and that's all they try to do. It's all these ones are trying to slowly add these other features so everything starts to feel like itself or like each other. Google My Business is such an interesting thing because this was a do you remember when Google tried to do their own social media platforms, it Google Hangout and then that just became a messaging service? Do you remember that? Yes. Google now, Plus. vaguely, it wasn't it was Google it was Plus. Google
1: Plus. That's
0: what it was. And it was dog shit. But what this is essentially is that, but just for business. And it's a way for Google to get their hands on Facebook's market share and market share as far as ads and actually engaging, because normally it was just search results, search results. And now Google's found a way to harvest engagement. And if you know anything about what the internet's job is, it is to harvest your engagement. It's the only thing they care about.
1: And because Google can act when someone's going to use Google Maps, or they're going to Google something, they're going to Google, Jim near me, Jim, wherever, Newport Beach, California, whatever it is, that's what they're going to Google to find you. Those are organic leads. So those aren't paid. And it's because Google has become synonymous with search, Yahoo, and Ask Jeeves are not fucking relevant anymore. And Google did that for years, and they have gotten themselves there. and by you just merely playing in their sandbox, you can be there now, the big, big thing was how did you how did you rank well? Do you remember this? Did you play this game at all Tyler? How did you rank yeah. well in a Google search back in the day? Like what were the things that was harped on? We've already talked about one of them. <laughs>
0: Well, it it also depended on what you're doing, right? So we, we very, very much focused on rankings for SEO when we were talking an online right. brand, right? On that side of things, which meant you had to do, have articles linked back to other things. The more your articles were, or, or things were linked on other platforms that, that network of, I don't even remember what they called it, but like connections, essentially yes. the more, the more things that linked out to your traffic, the higher it would prioritize you, uh, Really specifically, keyword-based stuff was significant. However it was, needed to be very deliberate to like, this is a word or phrase that will be searched. And that needs to tie in with everything else. Everything from like spelling, coherently selecting your titles. Like you had to lean a lot of things into what the search was. I also like now though, it's very much, it's just location. Right. For a lot of these people now, it's just, it's great. If there's 20 gyms in your area, you're in the top 20, bro. And now (laughs) work your way up. You don't have to have content in order to do this anymore before you needed content and lots of it.
1: And it needed to be tied to a good looking website, right? You needed to probably be on WordPress, which means you needed to have somebody that knew what the fuck they were doing with WordPress and then you needed to be able to have blog posts and do all those things that you just talked about link back and backlinks and all the other shit or whatever it was. Well, Google has come straight out and said, if you use our shit, if you post on it regularly and put updates and interact out of your Google, my business profile will improve your SEO will improve your search results.
0: Also, I kind of don't think I kind of don't think you even need a website at this point. If you did not, if you did not have a website that you were updating or operating for your gym, or if you're just starting, even as a personal trainer, find a call to action, put a phone number there, do whatever it takes, go to link to whatever a singular landing page, whatever it is you need to have, but the truth is your contact, how they contact you directly out of Google, Google My Business is the most important thing. There it is really location, reviews, and what are you doing within it? And now you don't have to manage a website because the whole reason you had a website was so that when people Google searched you, they had somewhere to go. Google My Business is now essentially able to operate as an intermediary. As long as your website doesn't have all this other functionality built into it, which is no reason for it to. Um, you're fine. Like this can kind of be the thing. And I, you know, don't fucking upend all your stuff because I said so, but y'all got to be trying with this and and tinker because by the way, what are you going to do on Instagram in the next month? You're going to figure out that's going to change the game for you. Not much. You should always be tuning up, tuning up a strategy, tune up your tone, tune up your thing. But this is a thing now, if you tried and you got good at it, I think it could make a serious impact on your business in weeks, in my opinion. Especially because,
1: social media, they have devalued just the average Joe's participation in that platform, because they want to make sure that people are paying for eyeballs. Mm -hmm. There was a stretch there, maybe two months ago, I swore every third thing that I saw was sponsored. I would see two normal people and then a paid thing. I was like, God, this is a lot. This is a lot of paid sponsored content that I don't care. I don't care about any of it. And Google has not gotten into that game yet. Now, Google searches do they're always the ones at the top yeah. and that's what you're paying for, but the one thing that you can find is if you go into Google maps and you search for something, you're just going to get, just like you said, this is in this area. I'm the closest to this. And the fact is, I don't even I hit the filter every time four stars and above. If you are under four stars, for what people have reviewed you for, you don't even fucking pop up on my search results. So that's the importance of if you are trying to catch people, just like you said, get people to review and get but your phone number is there. And it will link back to if the Facebook page is what you've built or the Facebook profile is what you've built or your Instagram account is what you have built for your business, it'll be there. It's an icon. Yeah. You can click it's on actually, that. It's that.
0: actually a great access point to those other things that you've already exactly. put energy into. Meaning, this is the thing we, you, in my, you don't have to pivot and make this be the centerpiece of your thing. However, it is positioned itself to be the centerpiece of your thing meaning it can be the hub for where most of your traffic comes through, at least most of your ideal traffic, the traffic that's really meant to be for you, the traffic you would pay money to get probably because they're searching for shit in your area. Now, there's another piece of data we had brought up a few weeks ago. Uh, This might have been a couple months ago now. Why do most clients join the gym or join the gym that they join? And the reason is where it is located at. That's yeah. it. It's closer to their closer to where they live. That's the primary reason they give. I listen, I respect all you guys. I think all you guys are great coaches. You probably run wonderful businesses that have tremendous communities and you're wonderfully compassionate, caring people. The people don't care in the beginning. If they're going to join your gym, they're going to join probably cause it's nearby for them for someone to drive 15 minutes out of their way to go to you versus someone else who, as far as they see, just is still a gym. That is a that is asking a lot of of an uninformed person. So you can either spend a ton of resources informing the uninformed that you're better than the competitor and worth 15 minutes drive each way better than your competitor, which is a bad look for you. If you're sitting around saying, fuck, these guys, these suck. We're better drive to us. That's a bad look. But just being the best in this proximity when people are searching in your area and you can do that by not even being the best, by being the best at managing your Google business. (laughs) <laughs> and you're going to beat everybody. You're going to beat well, everybody. Being,
1: yeah, being the best in a five mile radius. Like That's it's— and it. And, and never—I uh, think we—especially when you talk about like communities where there's gyms and there's beef and there's ill will or whatever. I live in a small town. I live in a small rural place and there's 20,000 people that live here. You know, stoked people are to have 50 members in their gym 100 members in their gym let's say something insane let's say 500 members yeah. at your gym you realize how small of a percentage that is of the 20,000 people that live here 20,000 and I'm small yeah. if you live in a 300,000 like get the fuck out of here you realize yeah, all you-, you need is just to capture those people that are in your area
0: And And when they're ready to take action. And so this is a segment that we want to cover is when we talked about copywriting, because I had helped a friend of ours out with some copywriting stuff, one of our clients actually uh, from up north, way up north, uh, with some copywriting stuff. And one of the things we want to make sure we position, all right, who are you talking to? These are basic things. It's like, who are you talking to very specifically? And what, where are they at in their process? Are they right? Are they about to join a gym? Are they about to make that step? Do they know that I'm going to join a gym now? Which one or like, that's where they got to be. If they're sitting around on ass going, you know what? I just want to feel miserable. If you're trying to convince the person, it was a piece I always kind of did wrong with my gym was I felt like I needed to inspire people to get off the couch. Boy, you got a long battle ahead of you. And it might kind (laughs) of work, by the way. But if you're the reason that nudges them up there, they may not stay because now you're the reason not them. Right. So it's even a harder proposition to keep people and, and get them when they're truly ready. So you need to speak to people when they're truly ready. Right. So, of course, your copywriting and all this stuff should reflect this. You know, like, you know who they are, that person, you know, what decisions are in their mind, you know, what the way they're thinking at that point. I'm ready to make this change. Now, what where do I go? Where do I start? That those are the things you want to answer in your copywriting. The best thing about this Google My Business stuff is. The only people you're talking to are people who are looking for a gym in your town. I mean, I mean, that is, that is the jam, man. You don't got to worry about somebody on Facebook sharing it with someone they know who hopefully has their settings turned to public so that enough people in their circle see it. And then it shakes a couple of those people who are loose because your copywriting was perfect because then it works this way. You don't have to be flawless, but you just, you have to be present in that space. And it will do the work for you, meaning all that filtering out of where they are, what their wants are. Like, you already know, hey, you're about to join a gym. What do they want to see? Then you can really let them know about you. Let all your testimonials and reviews speak for you. Be just entertaining and welcoming, and boom. You don't got to be slick. You just got to be good at that, that, that one thing because you're speaking to exactly the people you need to be speaking to.
1: And, and the reason why this is so important is we have to keep it always um, – keep it in reality. Best case scenario, Facebook and Instagram has made it to where the people that have said, yes, I like you. I follow you. I follow your page. I want to see your shit because the algorithm, I think the last that I looked at it, it was like those people that said, I love, I want to see all your shit. Only 17, 12% of them actually see your shit. And that is where it's keep that in the forefront of your mind of like, how much time are you dedicating to creating content? My wife goes, I really like those videos where like, she was making straw, making strawberry jam. She goes, I want to make one of those videos that I think is really cool, where you like, you have the strawberries, and then you you drop them, and then it just turns into jam. So I talked her through how we could do that. She's like, that's fucking insane who is doing that? She's (laughs) like, I don't want to do that. She's like, that's crazy. Like, how much time are people dedicating to make that 27 second clip? I said, too much time. And that's and I think a lot of I think we're getting caught in that loop of being and we've talked about it before of being a content creator and an influencer, which is why do you have your why do you have your business? why do you do what you do and make sure the time that you spend on different aspects of your business are always proportional proportionate
0: yeah content creation is an endless thing and it's a thing that by the way should in my opinion should there's some necessary evil components to it you need announcements you want a lot of people know what you got to do what you do social media i think is not something you should abandon as a gym i think you should still do it people need want to find it if i found a gym and it's a community-based gym, like a CrossFit type space, and they don't post anything for months on end, that's going to be a bit, I'm going to be like, are they still, you just wonder if they're still open. Yeah, are they in Is business? The po- post COVID, are you still in business? So just let people know that you exist, that you're friendly. Like if you want to have that on autopilot, totally fine. If you enjoy creating content, Well, make sure your messaging now really fits what the people need to hear. Give value, of course, but know who you're talking to and know who you want to talk to and and do it that way. But the Google My Business thing means you can do it without such a front-loaded content creation burden. You can just come in and be. And you can work because the is the tools that you have on the back end is just allowing you to kind of fill in the gaps, all the information. And then what you need to do in your community, in my opinion, is you need to ask, all right, let's, do, let's do this first, John. Homework for all of you. You want, you want some shit? We'll give you some free shit. Make sure you Google my business to set up. Most of them have. By the way, most of them, you've done it. You've got the thing. They send you the pin that has, it has your address. It knows your location. It's been, it's been verified in one way or another, right? Most of you have that if you are a brick-and-mortar place. If you don't, start that right now, for sure. The next thing you need to start doing, getting reviews from all of your existing people, all of them. And you know how you're going to get them? You're going to ask them via email. First off, you're going to ask all of them and then just tell them, hey, this is really important for us to help other people. Just leave us a five star review. If you could leave us some words describing and say, leave us a five star review, please. Don't say leave us a review. You don't want your people who are still in your gym leaving you two star reviews. If you do, what are they paying for here? But really, you need to get them to leave reviews. And you know how you're going to get them? You're going to ask and you're going to ask them always. You're going to systemize that. You're going to ask them regularly in the gym, those that haven't. You can even incentivize it. I don't think Google's made that against the rules. I think, is it? I don't think it's against the rules, is it? I... Fuck it! I don't, I don't work for Google. Fuck them. You, you want to do a raffle? Do a raffle in your gym and what? give a give away five hundred dollars cash to everyone who leaves you a fucking Google review this time. And have, I don't give a shit. You're not everyone. To to do a drawer to one person. I don't care. Do whatever. Fuck it, Google. Manipulate this thing. I don't give a shit. This isn't this isn't a jury. Correct. Right. Who cares? So bribe your people to leave you Google reviews. It'll work. It'll work really well. The more of those you have, you will instantly, I think that will be the top. If you can get double the reviews of the next business in your area, it's in your space. You will automatically will be bond. the single number one search result, especially when it comes to Google maps, which is what they're also going to prioritize with. If they search for gyms in your area and a 24 hour gym that has a franchise, that's paying ads. Of course, that thing's going to pop up and it's going to say ad it's going to say sponsored. But okay. who gives a shit? I never click and on those. I, I, go right those.
1: Exactly. I go right to I Maps. Exactly. I skip those paid ones.
0: So get as many reviews from your people as you can. You need to, whether you do a raffle thing where you ask in good faith or whether you say, we're going to have a drawing, please get in on this. I tell them it helps us. It helps us find new people. We want to be able to, you want to keep us open. You want us to do the thing. We would really appreciate it if you shared your thing. But don't beat around the bush. Tell them you'd like them to do it because it helps you and will save you time and effort and advertising resources. Don't be like, Hey, we'd love to hear from you. You don't fucking care that much. You see them every day. Okay. Get their reviews, get that done, and then start tinkering with some of those back end tools. But if you, if you do that over the weekend, if you implement this thing, and then you ask people in your gym, make sure your coaches ask every day, say, Hey, we got this promotion going, please go leave us a five-star review. You can search for us on here or whatever, and you can remind them of the email, however you go about it, but make sure you're mentioning it in class every day for one week. Shoot out one last reminder email. There's two emails you got to send about this subject. If you don't harvest emails from at least 20% of the people that are currently in your gym, I would be surprised. I think you can get reviews. I'm sorry, 20 to 30, uh, 10 10 to 20, 30 reviews added to your thing helps a lot. That is an absolute game changer because for some people, that's five years of doing business. Oh,
1: easy. And you already gave a freebie at the beginning of this through your example of what the HVAC company that you worked for did, which the owner incentivized you as the coach, as the staff to get a review. So it's like, no, I work with a one on one person, they left a Google review, they took a screenshot, and they sent it to me. I can't tell you how many times I there's a a really morally or ethically questionable zoo near my home, where I live generally. But God damn it! if I want my kids to see a sea otter in the middle of Virginia, I need to go to this sure. morally yeah. Yeah. problem. Inside that zoo, they got the the wheel. And if you leave a Google review and show one of the employees your Google review, which is five stars, so this fucking place has got like 2000 five star reviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. you could spin the wheel, which means your kids can I don't know, feed the leopard and do whatever. Like you get all these sweet things. And now the other thing
0: that works with that too, John, is it's not just now that they're searching for that thing in that place. There's the other thing is whatever categories you're in now, those level of reviews and your ability to float to the top will allow you. So people search for, if you're going to search for, I want to lose weight. Well, guess what's going to pop up now? weight loss stuff, there's going to be gyms, all those other things are going to pop up in your results. And you now can win those searches, not just people who are directly looking for gyms, but you get people in your area who are searching for weight loss, whatever categories that that your space, that your gym starts to occupy, which should be weight loss, fitness, health, nutrition, fucking exercise, gym, fitness centers, all those things. There's kind of multiple different categories you'll fall into. Not just one, there's lots of adjacent categories, you can own all of that stuff as well, meaning someone's like, I'd like to lose weight. And then you know what they're gonna hear? 100 reviews from people who have loved working with you and had fun in their terms, not yours, not your ad right. campaign in their terms. This is a very, very, very high potential move for you that'll cost you no fucking money if you don't. I mean, you can invest. The wheel thing, rules, dude, that also, that's great. Do that yeah. in your gym every day. Mm-hmm. Do, do, put Take cash, give people tens to do it. Hey, do this, please please, please. I don't give a shit. Getting those things will be, in my opinion, if you, if you got 100 reviews, 000, a hundred reviews is worth $5,000 in my opinion, if you had a hundred five-star reviews next to your business, it is worth five grand. It's probably worth 10, 20 grand if you paid for it. In my opinion, mm-hmm. what that exposure can do for you in the long haul. So do it. There's, Find a way to make it happen. There's
1: one other thing that I want to call out because there are a few folks that I know because they've reached out to us over the last several months that, listen to the podcast or they are a part of our community, community community.hackyourgym.com. They're part of the community. They want to open a gym. They know right now where they are in life, the goal is to open a gym. They might even be, they may just be kind of starting off as a personal trainer, whatever, but that's the end goal. We need to call out, we made a joke about it earlier, but I shit you not, gym near me needs to be (laughs) the name of someone's name. gym. Yeah, and yeah. the reason is, don't underestimate the name. And normally I don't harp on this. We throw stones. at like what the name of a program is, and it doesn't yeah. matter. But the name of your gym, if your, if your gym or your fitness business is named Yodelers Delight, it's going to be really, really hard to win the SEO game for people yeah. to find you because clever spelling
0: clever spelling in this section sucks. So if you're starting it's hard, spell your stuff the way words are spelled that that helps easy. Of course, there's one we know we talked about the main reason is spelling it the right way. Your website costs a quarter million dollars, right? A different category. That's a quarter million dollar decision you made, not one, but, but there is things to do is like, you know, basically like if you're, if your name's Stephanie and you spell it crazy, maybe tone it (laughs) maybe tone it down for seo sakes we don't want to spell the six f's here you know what i mean so so it is there is some value in making sure that the name is at least cohesive the other thing you can do though like like you said if you're looking at just getting started start your google my business thing as a personal trainer and start accumulating some action in your area because now you can get started you know you can start with what all businesses should start with before they start with the build building And before you start with a whole bunch of equipment, you know what you need first? The the route I recommend everyone take, start with clients. Start there. Meaning if you want to start a gym, start coaching people, figure it out, create your business, create your brand, do it on Google My Business, and you can slowly adapt that from personal trainer to gym, to brick and mortar location. You can do all of those things.
1: I I have another non-fitness example.
0: I'm going to start We have charge for this podcast. (laughs) Whatever. For guys. how real Sit in.
1: <laughs> for how for how real the name game can benefit you. So we do social media management because it's a family owned business in my wife's family. They sell hot dogs in a tiny, tiny location and have done it for thirty years. They did not get on Google until I married their daughter and I built their Google My Business account fifteen years ago. Okay, their name is Depot Hot Dogs. That's their name. Yep. They get over forty-four thousand searches a month. Do you know why?
0: Is it just for hot dogs, or is it for train depots?
1: Depot is the reason.
0: Depot, but it's because
1: of Home Depot. Home
0: fucking Depot.
1: So because that word is shared guys. No way. McDonald's, right?
0: McDonald's <laughs> fitness center. <laughs> right, let's exactly. go. You might be speaking <laughs> to the wrong people. King. King <laughs> that is fitness. Brilliant.
1: People are going to search for Burger King. No way. My father-in-law anticipated that yeah. back in the early eighties, obviously, but yeah. because
0: did we lose you? I lost you. John, do you want me to read it out? Or do you think we got a quick solution? We're on a three. All right. He's because, back. Here we
1: go. because Depot is in their name, it generates insane amounts of search. Now, ultimately, at the end of the day, all their business is going to come from, you know, legacy. I came here as a kid and it's all word of mouth. But holy shit, I can't even, we don't track it. But I can only assume how much business they get just because it's like, Somebody searched for depot. Oh, because holy shit. Remember back in the day, do you know what they served out in front of every home depot? Did
0: was they it do it where time? you were? No, there's no home depots where I'm from, John. <gasps> oh no.
1: Okay. <laughs> Listen, so home this depots. is Menards
0: country, dude. What are you talking oh, about? Okay,
1: So home depots, <laughs> I'm from California. I lived yeah. in Florida. Right. It was all there. They sold hot dogs
0: out no in front shit. of home
1: depot for years and they stopped. So, anyone that would be like, man, I'm missing the hot dogs out in front of Home Depot, immediately all of a sudden, if you live in that area, now you have a hot dog place that almost has the same name. So, for those of you that are thinking about starting, again, don't have a random Q or three X's be in the middle of your name and man, Jim near me, I don't think you're going to beat it.
0: Yeah. and. There's no reason to have underscores or special characters in your social media handles either yes. out there if you're a business. So that is the most valuable free information we've given so far on any episode, in my opinion. Take the, those things. So go harvest reviews from your existing people. Get those reviews numbers up. There is a, that is, a, that is a, a metric that you can very easily manipulate to your favor. Not by cheating. Leave yourself a fucking review. Do all of it. I don't care, but get as many as possible. Accumulate as it's far more valuable than five star reviews on Google Podcasts, which you, or Apple Podcasts, which you also can do for this one, or Spotify. But it is something that you definitely should do. So do that. Get back in on Google My Business. Do the tinkering. Do all the stuff. And uh, I think I think you'll see a big, big, big return. That's got us wrapped up. Follow me on Instagram at Tyler F. And Stone, follow John at jbanksfl. All one word? All one one word. And you can follow the podcast at, what are we, is it the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram? Yep. And community.hackyourgym.com. If you want to work with us directly, you want us to come in and help you with some of your offers, we have some very limited time to be doing these types of things at the moment, but we can work you in. If you want to get started, want us to get your offers right, start tinkering with your business and get your business moving the right direction. Make sales easy for you without being slimy. Let your clients choose to spend you more spend more money with you, the ones that want to and not the ones that don't. No being pushy, no being shitty. Uh, we'll find an easy way for you to start making the most of every sales opportunity you get especially now that you're going to have all this new stuff coming from Google my business. So hit us up. You can message us directly or you can email the dudes at com. And uh, that's got us wrapped up for today. Thanks a lot, everybody. We will see you soon. John, is it not going to stop recording? Uh, I pushed.